0: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
1: Good afternoon. Welcome to A to Z here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, where today I tell you one game could change my mind. Welcome in. We are live here in our Colony Square studios. On the Saturday of Army Navy, the 124th installment, great to be with you guys as always. Four zero four seven two six zero nine two nine, the phone number on Twitter at Mark Zeno M-A-R-K-Z-I-N-N-O. Eric Slutter alongside, around the board, keeping us on the rails here as we got the next two hours leading up to kickoff for Army Navy. And uh, uh, I, let me just get this out of the way real quick, Eric. If you're rooting for Navy, leave and go home now. Hey okay, man, hold on now. Hold on. I know you got your colors on. Leave it. go home I don't want to start the I, show in an I told you way. I grew up in Maryland. Just, I, I don't care. I grew up – I grew, I lived in Baltimore yeah, for 10 years before I, I came here. I, I got, got all
2: kinds of family in Naptown. 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 It's That's not great. Annapolis. There's, it's there's Naptown. A,
1: there's an Army Fort Meade right there between Annapolis and Baltimore. So My stepdaughter graduated from Meade High School. Okay, okay. So just say go Army, beat Navy, and we can be friends. I like you, dude, though. But I'm – Get out. Ha, ha. Yeah, I, no, I officially I'm, relieve you I'm, of your I'm, duties. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go back sit here. back there Let me cut and this do the mic rest of the show from <laughs> back there. I'm going to cut your mic off. You're not allowed to talk the rest of the show. Go Army beat Navy. Okay, now that we got that out of the way. We've got a lot to do here today. Uh, I was fortunate enough this week to sit down with Army and Navy football players. You'll hear those interviews throughout the show uh, as these young men get set for uh, the, the biggest game for them every single year and what it means. And so, obviously, we'll talk a little bit Army-Navy coming up here, and uh, we'll talk some betting as well. we got plenty of Falcon stuff to get to. Let me say this much as we start the show. Um, if you guys have followed me on Twitter, X, whatever the heck you want to call it, uh, over the past couple of weeks, and you have heard me at the, the press conferences for the Falcons the last couple of weeks, uh, and you've seen me state my point over and over again on whatever show I may be filling in on, whether it's Dukes and Bell or Andy and Randy or whatever. You guys know that I've supported Arthur Smith routinely. Uh, I think anybody who called for his firing is an idiot. Uh, I said that plainly. Uh, I I think you're just being emotional and ridiculous. You're not actually looking at the lay of the land and what is in front of this team and what they have and what they are and what they're not. Uh, I think overall, when it comes to this Falcons team, there's a lot more like than dislike going forward. That said, the results haven't really matched the process, right? You've had some bad quarterback play. You've had some inconsistent quarterback play, and you, most of all, uh, have struggled to get wins. And that's a problem, and fans are upset about it. And I get that. But all that said... For the most part, you're looking at a team that I think is heading in the right direction. Now, I say all that to say that if the Atlanta Falcons lose this week at home to Baker Mayfield and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, it's as unforgivable a loss in the Arthur Smith tenure as there is, period. There will be no mercy, no quarter shown here as we use military analogies to Coach Smith after this game if they lose. Arthur Smith has never won three consecutive games in a row as his tenure of the Atlanta Falcons. He's never won three straight. This will be the first time he does it this week. And here is what's simply on the line for the Atlanta Falcons. At 6-6, six and six, a game in front of Tampa Bay, who's 5-7, and seven, a game in front of New Orleans, who's 5-7. and seven. If you win this game... You essentially lock up the division. You'll have what it is a three-game lead over Tampa Bay because it'll be two in the loss column, but with the season sweep, they would need to get three games ahead of you with four to play, right? Oh, by the way, good. Lee Corso just put on the midshipman. That means the Army's winning today. Lee Corso on game day put on the midshipman hat, so that means Army's winning. Good. Thank you very much, Lee Corso. Anyway, uh, back to the Falcons. So they would essentially lock up the division. They'd be three games in front of Tampa Bay and two and a half in front of New Orleans with four to play. With that final game of the regular season against New Orleans probably likely not meaning anything if the Falcons win one more. It's that simple. You lose this game. You have a series split with Tampa Bay. You still have to play New Orleans the final week of the regular season. And you, Tampa Bay, the Falcons, Tampa Bay, and New Orleans are all tied at six and seven. It is as unforgivable a loss as there would be during the entire Arthur Smith tenure. There is no two ways about it. Now, that said, guys, I'm not saying he should be fired. Okay, let's not get crazy. But I'm saying the loss is unforgivable. This is a game that if you want to tell the world that you've turned the corner, if you want to show the world that you are better than what people think, you absolutely have to win this game. It is as unforgivable of a loss as I can think of. And with that, if it happens, one, I'm going to look foolish, which, you know, again, it's not the first time that's going to happen. But nonetheless, it's going to be really hard to forgive Arthur Smith and believe that this team is capable of making the playoffs as currently constructed, the coach included. Because what's left for the Falcons after this game, the Panthers, the Colts, who turned out to be better than we all thought, and road games against the Bears and the Saints. But a win against the Buccaneers and a win against the Panthers, for all intents and purposes, locks up the division, period. I mean, that's what it boils down to, folks. But if you lose this game, man, oh, man, the whole entire thing gets turned upside down. And oh, by the way, if you lose this game, probably an NFC South team is going to be below 500 that wins a division. So there's that. Now, here's the problem in the big picture. Let me rephrase that. In the smaller picture, the game itself, I don't love the spot for Atlanta at all. When you look matchup to matchup, this does not make me feel good. I felt better about their game against the Jets because the Jets can't stop the run and the Buccaneers can than I do about anything else. I don't like this matchup. Because the easiest way to beat Tampa Bay is to throw on them. Because that's their weakness. And what have we learned so far about the Falcons? The more you ask Desmond Ritter to do, the more things are bad. Bad. I mean, look what happens... When the Buccaneers play teams that throw the ball. Believe it or not, the Colts can actually throw the ball. They lose. 49ers can throw the ball. They lose. Texans can throw the ball. They lose. Bills can throw the ball. They lose. What happens when they play teams that can't throw the ball? Titans. Oh, they win that one. Panthers. Oh, they win that one. That's just their last five games. Last six games, I should say. And if you go back to the seventh game, that was against the Falcons, which the Falcons won 16-13 in a rather unimpressive game. I don't like the matchup here at all. Genuinely just don't. Just don't think it's very much a very good matchup. Now, granted, last time the Falcons played the Buccaneers, they had 400 yards of offense, including 245 passing. So does the familiarity here help Desmond Ritter and make him a little bit more comfortable throwing on this team? Let's hope so. But my guess is Arthur Smith is coming out, running the football, like he has the last two weeks, realizing that, hey, That's our best bet to win football games is just to run. Run down their throats as much as we can and don't ask Ritter to do that much. Because if you don't ask him to do that much, guess what? You're going to be in a good position. If you ask him to do too much, you're putting yourself at risk. So this is genuinely an uncomfortable matchup for the Falcons. Now, Is there anything to like about Tampa Bay's offense? Nah, not for me, there's not. Just guard one dude. Just make sure Mike Evans doesn't beat you. Everything else should be fine. Like, in reality, that's the only thing that matters. You can have a lot of things go right and a lot of things go wrong in this game. As long as Mike Evans isn't the guy that beat you, I think the rest of it takes care of itself. But I would dare say, in his tenure... This is the most important game of Arthur Smith's three years here. Because guess what? They weren't going to be a playoff team in year one under Matt Ryan. We knew they weren't going to be a playoff team last year, especially after the way we saw the quarterback play and the defense struggled. Guess what? This year they have a defense. They have a run game. Quarterback play has been spotty at best. But for a coach who's never been able to put together a three-game win streak, with a quarterback who is playing for for all intents and purposes, his job for next year, with every every snap he takes, every game he plays is all about whether they believe he can be the guy next year. And he's got to prove that to everybody still. But guess what? Lose this game? Man. I really don't have a leg to stand on about Arthur Smith after that. I genuinely don't. This is the most important game of his coaching career as a head coach of the Falcons. And if you lose it, no mercy, no quarter. They're coming for you. 404-726-0929. The phone number again, 404-726-0929. Again, uh, we're going to talk to several Army and Navy players throughout the rest of the show. Uh, we have some uh, other NFL stuff to get to. You know we're going to talk a little bit betting here, right? Like we're going to give you guys some winners because, you know, the A to Z record this year has been pretty impressive. I think it has been. I think we're like 4-1, and 5-1, and one, somewhere along the way. Garrett, who's the old board up? he knows. He, he did all the other shows. I think he knows. So, there's that. A uh, lot of other NFL stuff to get to. Uh, certainly some college football news. We actually have uh, some of the Division I, you know, uh, and FCS championship games going on. You know, the playoff that everybody actually does like. Not the one that we currently have. It, by the way, who was more mad this whole week around the station? Was it Florida State fans or Georgia fans?
2: Oh, definitely Georgia fans, if I can say so myself. Really? Yeah, yeah. I mean,
1: so you got... Georgia uh, has no room to cry. Just win. Well, not you didn't say
2: they had the room to cry. You said who was more upset. Oh, the well, fact okay. that they were not able to 3 P. Sandra and Mike Bell definitely have issues to be upset with, but all of our Do Georgia they? fans, oh, yeah. Do I mean, they? I think they got bombarded.
1: No. I, I don't agree. Here, here's the, I told you, and I said this on Twitter, here's the mistake the committee made. You ready? I'm ready. The mistake the committee made wasn't putting Alabama in front of Georgia. Because if Alabama Alabama in front of Florida State, if Alabama was good enough, okay, to be better than Florida State, if you're telling me Florida State is currently constructed with a second- or third-string quarterback, is not better than Alabama, then you know what they're also not better than? Georgia. They're also not better than Penn State. They're also not better than Ole Miss. So you're saying they shouldn't even be in the top six? No. Okay. I that's I mean, that's, that's the flaw. Yeah. If, I mean, if they're not good enough – to be one of the top four teams in the country, why are they better than Georgia?
2: Exactly. Why are they That's better than great, Penn State? Great, but like that, the problem
1: is, is that they should have been dropped to ninth or tenth. Yeah. Right? Like Missouri would be the one team I'd put them up against that might be they might be able to beat Missouri because their defense would match up well against Missouri. But as far as the rest of the 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 rankings, I mean, Florida State as currently constructed was barely better than Louisville. So they're not better than Oregon. They're not better than Ohio State. They're not better than Penn State. They're not better than Ole Miss. Like, you're, I don't think they'd be better than LSU, to be honest with you, But although that defense is really bad. Mm. Um, you got a great point on that one. Like, that's the problem. It wasn't that they weren't better than Alabama. You want to make that argument, fine. Then put all the other teams that they're not better. Giving them five as a consolation prize was stupid, and it's illogical. If they're not currently, constri- and, and that's, look, I don't think they, I personally didn't care who they put in Alabama or Florida State. I genuinely didn't. Um, and And that didn't bother me, but again, the committee set a bad precedent um in saying that a a undefeated power five conference champion didn't get in. I think it is a bad precedent to set, but I also think that for any Florida state fan to sit there and say that they had a legitimate chance to beat anybody else in the top four is is a joke like be objective about it so you you want the participation trophy of getting in. I want to get your ass whooped? is that what, is that what the deal is like you know? Realistically, their
2: defense and a second-string quarterback has got three weeks to pre- to prepare. You don't think they can get Washington in the game?
1: No. Really? No. Okay. I thought they could. No. I really think they could. No.
2: Because it's not like Washington plays great defense.
1: Yeah, but you know what? They play better defense than Oklahoma State, so there's that. Uh, and, and, again, you don't have to play great defense. Louisville doesn't play great defense. Who the hell are we kidding? And they can only score, what, 13 points against them? And one of those touchdowns was set up by the defense, right? But with a true freshman QB, give my second string
2: guy three weeks to get healthy I, and prepare.
1: I, I again, that's my argument to Florida State people. Okay, so you want the participation trophy of getting in to get your ass whooped. What, what does that prove? Didn't Washington get that two years ago? What? What? But again, different. That they were the best version of themselves. Now, if Jordan Travis is playing. That's a legitimate team that could have won a national title. I think. Exactly. Oh yeah, absolutely. I don't think they would have, but no, I think the but legitimately – Listen, I bet them back in week two I had plus 900. I had 9-1 odds on Florida State after they beat LSU uh, to win the national title. And that ticket burned up the minute North Alabama and Jordan Travis' leg met each other.
2: What would you put on that plus 900? A uh, couple of shekels. A couple of shekels. But I do need to thank you. Early in this year, on your wagering, you said jump on the Falcons under in the first half. <laughs> I need to buy you lunch, brother.
1: Yeah. We might do that again this week i real. All right, we got a lot to get to here. Um, we're gonna talk some Army and Navy players. Uh coming up next, though, I, I I want to get back to the college football discussion here, but I also want to get into this. Folks, there is one person who absolutely cannot win the MVP. There is one quarterback in the NFL who absolutely cannot win the MVP. I'll tell you who that is coming up next. It's A to Z here on Sports Radio, 929 The Game, 929 The Game.com and the Odyssey app. March along, sing a song with the army of the free. There we go. Oh, I feel so proud. I mean, don't you feel it? Doesn't this just feel like a good fight song? I mean, don't, I mean, we're the army and proud of our name. Right? I, I give it to you. It is an excellent, excellent song. It's also, this also the Mickey Mouse
2: Club song <laughs> and
1: protect this country. It's also the Mickey Mouse Club song. You know they co-opt everything. The army goes rolling along. We're gonna roll along. Locked in army minus two and a half earlier in the week. It's up to three now. Uh the real question is about the total in this game here, Eric. Set at a dastardly low twenty seven and a half.
2: Yeah So that's tough, that's Of tough. the
1: last forty three Service Academy games, forty two of them have gone under. Really? Yeah.
2: Hmm. No, tr- uh, what was the quarterback for Navy a couple of years ago that really got it? He's in the NFL. I want to say he's in the NFL. You
1: Kendall know. Ravens drafted him. I yeah, think. yeah. Uh, I you forget know. his name. He put some. He put some numbers up for
2: a while. You know, it was. It was I like that game. It was great. I was listening with. Um, you know, just listen to the college football game days. They coming in. Sure. Are you okay with this game traveling around? I like it when it's in Philadelphia. Listen,
1: uh, I, I I will tell you this much. Um, I I do think it's. Good to have it in different locations. Okay. Uh, I'm going to have a conversation next week with somebody high up in a certain organization locally. I want to know why MBS hasn't lobbied for an Army Navy game. Hmm. I would. 2028 would is the next available date.
2: Okay. First seventy-five thousand at at Arthur's place. The the real Arthur Arthur Blank that is. Yeah. yeah. Okay, let's do it. I mean,
1: why, why, for, for, for an amazing event city. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, again, it's always been north of the Mason-Dixon line for the most part, except when it's in Annapolis which, or Baltimore, just technically south of the or Landover, Maryland. You know what's crazy is that the kids who were freshmen, who are, who are now juniors, right? If you're a junior, you're going to play this game for four years in four different locations. Philly. Philly. New York. MetLife. Mm-hmm. Foxboro and Landover, Maryland next year.
2: So it's going to is it still called FedEx Stadium? What's it called? Uh that,
1: you think it's still FedEx Field, yeah. That's going to
2: dope. I, oh man. I'm so be happy when they finally get a new stadium for well, the commanders.
1: I know. But so uh that's that's kinda interesting. I'm I'm a fan of it moving around. I like when it moves around. Um I think it's worth it. According to Robert Kraft, they were getting more demand for Army Navy tickets than they were for Taylor Swift tickets. Which, you know. Make it that what you will, I suppose. All right. Uh Plenty more to get to on the Falcons. Join us on the show, 404-726-0929. Love to hear your thoughts on the Falcons game against the Buccaneers coming up on Sunday. You'll hear it right here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Uh, what do we got? 1 o'clock kick. Um, pre-game starts at 11. Pre-pre starts at 9. All that. Did I get all that right? I think so. Not sure that. Not, Wade, sh- for yeah, Wade Ford tailgate show. Wade for tailgate show. Pre pre Wade, Ford, Wade tailgate. Ford tailgate show. I, I did that show. I should know the name of it. Then again, I'm not compensated enough to know what time things start, you know. It's just not my forte. Anyway, so we, we will hear from Daba Fofana, Navy fullback, coming up here uh, next segment. We got a chance to sit down with him during the week prior to the game. Um, Quindrell and Williams from Army will join us. Uh, and um, we'll also talk with um, – let me get these names right here, guys, because I don't want to discredit these players because they are all very much Good young men. Uh Quidrell and Hammonds from Army will join us, and Embiidie Williams from Navy will join us for the end of the show. So Daba Fofana coming up here in a little more than 15 minutes, Navy fullback. All great young men. Got a chance to spend some time with them. A lot of fun. All right. Um, back to the NFL. So you know how the MVP race is heating up here. And, and full disclosure here, Eric, I'm sitting there holding a ticket on Jalen Williams to win the MVP at 12-1. to 1. I made the bet back in August. So uh, Jalen Williams, Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts to win the MVP at twelve to one. Made the bet before the season started. Very happy with it. Um, and I am excited about the proposition of him winning it. I think he can win it.
2: Does he win it or lose it tomorrow night versus Dallas?
1: Oh, um, no, no, no. They, okay. they, he just has to play a competitive game, put up good numbers.
2: I think if Dak really comes out and balls out because Dak's been balling, that could be a game where they'll, one of those two kind of eliminates the other. And then does CMC have a chance at it with the numbers he's putting up and what San Fran's doing?
1: Um, maybe. Maybe. But uh, unfortunately, this is con- has, has turned into a quarterback award. Yeah. yeah the um, CMC's
2: having a – but he's balling.
1: And by the way, we may have to pivot here. I hate to do this because it's discombobulated, but I'm getting a phone call, a text from my friend who's the former Undersecretary of the Army and a West Point grad, and uh, he, uh, he may be joining us here, so we may go back to Army-Navy here in a minute just because it's a great opportunity to hear from somebody who went to West Point and everything else, and we can put this MVP conversation on hold because uh, we could do it any time here. But if that is uh, my friend, Eric, is that him? No? Oh, okay. Well, if we get a phone call, we may pivot. But let's continue the MVP discussion otherwise. Um, there's only one guy who cannot win the MVP award. You can give it to Dak. You can give it to Jalen. You can give it to Brock. You can give it to whoever you want. You know you can't give it to? Tua. You absolutely cannot give Tua Tagovailoa the MVP.
2: Why? Because Tariq Hills the MVP? Bingo. Team? Bam. Okay. There, you there you go. You
1: figured it out. Is Tariq – I mean, does he eclipse 2,000? Yes. He's, okay. he's going to eclipse 2,000 yards. He's going to eclipse nearly a thousand yards after the catch. Crazy. Crazy. He's going to have the greatest statistical wide receiving He's going to have 20 touchdowns. He's going to have the greatest statistical wide receiving season ever. And you're going to give the award to his quarterbacks? <laughs> oh, get the hell out of here. <laughs> Do you think two is putting up anywhere near those numbers without Tyree Kill? Tyreek Hill is the the player equivalent of the tush push. It is unguardable. It is unbeatable. It is unstoppable. Period. Mm. He's well, the Kansas, most-
2: would Kansas City like to redo that trade?
1: Um, probably not. I think they feel like they they won out on it, but um They have no receivers, Mark. Well, I know. They can I mean, nobody I mean, can catch the ball. They but, can't but, score. Look, they won a Super Bowl last year without them, So, there's that. But you 1000% cannot give the award to Tua Tagovailoa. Period. You just can't do it. It's unacceptable. Like the only person who can get the award from the Miami Dolphins is Tyreek Hill. 4047260929. All right, we're going to pivot here. Uh joining us now former Undersecretary of the Army, West Point grad, uh, and somebody I'm fortunate enough to call a friend here to talk about Army-Navy coming up, Patrick Murphy joins us here on A to Z. Good morning, sir, or good afternoon, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Colonel. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing wonderful. It's great to be with you on Army-Navy game. West Point grad you were. I, I you know, read your resume and everything, but let's just talk manifestly about this game today as a cadet at West Point. The lead-up, the build-up to it, what was it like for you guys as students there every, every year?
3: Well, I tell you what, those those 4200 cadets, uh, whether they're West Point or the midshipmen, 4,000 midshipmen, it is a long day. Uh, and I don't know if you know, but for the first time, they actually slept on cots uh, in the convention center. Oh, really? Uh, 1,000 <laughs> cots last night. So there's a story about that, Mark. And listen, it, but it's a phenomenal day. The adrenaline's flowing. They're up early. There's some PT. They're showering, they're shaven, uh, but they have to be ready to go for that march on uh, right about this time around noon.
1: You know, it's interesting because the, the pregame festivities, as you say, it's gone on for so long. Is there a sense like after, by the time you're a junior, like can we just get, can we just go to the game instead of doing all this stuff? Or do you guys, did you guys actually enjoy all the pageantry leading up to it?
3: Well, I will tell you that uh, by the time you're your junior year, there there might be some flask underneath those uniforms <laughs> that uh, they, 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 especially in those cold days. <laughs> it's a little cold here in Foxboro, you know, we're pulling in the stadium now. But uh, I tell you what, you know, what's interesting is, you know, the players obviously don't march on. It's, it's just the other, you know, the cadets, the midshipmen. Uh, what's interesting, Mark, I don't know if you know this, I was covered for Fox News, that Super Bowl. We had two Super Bowl players, one Navy, one Army on both, on each Super Bowl team. So wow. our backup right guard was Brett Toast. Uh, you, know, I, I, you know, I was helping run the Army. We changed it that if you get drafted by the NFL or – major sports organization and go play professional sports. You can go in the reserve component. Mark, you know this as, as a warrior, uh, as an Army officer. Um, of our one million soldiers, the majority of our soldiers are actually in the reserve component, not on yeah. active duty, in the National Guard, in the reserve, because when our governors call 911, it's our Army National Guard that responds. Uh, so, you know, it's one of those things where to have, you know, someone who plays in the Super Bowl that's a player The show folks hey, you could play in NFL and also you know, be an Army officer and need men and women, your platoons, your companies, your battalions. Back at home, it's a pretty powerful responsibility and opportunity to tell the Army story.
1: It certainly is. Patrick Murphy, former Undersecretary of the Army, and a West Point grad as we get ready for Army-Navy coming up right here. Uh, 3 o'clock kick right here on Sports Radio 99. The Game. Uh, as far as you know, the, the game itself and watching the game itself, you know, uh, this game is now going to be in its third location in three, year, three years. Are you a fan of it moving around to different you know, different venues every year?
3: Well, this is six and one half dozen the other, uh, Mark. I, I, I loved it. That was in Philly. It was a natural meeting ground between Annapolis, Maryland, and mm-hmm. West Point, New York. Uh, so that's why you have literally thousands of students sleeping on cots in the convention center. Now, they have suffer worse conditions in field training, et cetera. But yes. Uh, I, I my preference was always every five years you have in Philly four years and then you go to another, you know, you go to another site just to switch it around. But next year, frankly, next year we'll be in D.C. Yeah. Um, and Philly's the second Saturday, as you know. And, and, you know, it's, it's you know, we'll have college game days there today because it's the only college football game in America. That's why they call it America's Game. But I do appreciate the fact that the Army and Navy was founded in Philadelphia. Uh, They're both founded there. The Marine Corps, as you know, is down up there in Tun's Tavern in Philadelphia. So, you know, it's, it's rich in history. I, I think it's a neutral site. Uh, but they decided for recruitment reasons that, that move it all around, and, and it is what it is.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was, I was kind of remarking, Atlanta's an amazing event city, uh, and Mercedes-Benz Stadium down here in the south is like now the premier venue. I was wondering if there would ever be a chance that we would get it, like, you know, more south of the Mason-Dixon line, meaning south of Maryland, D.C. area.
3: Yeah, I, listen, I think Atlanta, you know, what we call Vetlana, uh, because Atlanta and the surrounding region are so friendly to veterans. Uh, and whether it's Arthur Blank and Home Depot, uh, whether it's Coca-Cola, the major corporate sponsors there that really do bend over backwards to, to support our men and women in uniform. Uh, so I would love to see that happen. Uh, I don't know exactly the schedule. I don't think it's on the schedule, but the, the words are just given out. Uh, a few months ago, uh, and I think it's, you know, for five years, and we'll see where yeah. it is you know, moving forward.
1: 2028 is the next open date, so it'll be <laughs> it'll be quite some time before it gets down here. Final thoughts again. Patrick Murphy, former Undersecretary of the Army, joining us here on A to Z Sports Radio 9290 Game. Um, you know, the expectation for today's game, and, and it's interesting, too. I mean, I always wonder your thoughts on sort of the coverage of this game and how it's shifted. I mean, unfortunately, we've we've been in such a political climate over the last couple of years that – you know, events like these uh, s- sort of take on a life of their own uh, from a coverage standpoint and a media standpoint. Um, but yet these young men who are going to go play football today have so much more in front of them than just a football game. So where do you kind of stand on the coverage of the game? And, and and is it all positive? Is it all good? And, and do we need to change the way we look at this event?
3: Listen, I think it's 99% positive. Obviously, CBS uh, is the one that, that covers it uh, at the college game days are today. Uh, I would say that you know the great thing about our military uh, colonel, as you know, is the fact that we are apolitical uh, that most of our men and women that serve our country are independents or non-affiliated voters uh, because we we can't we execute the mission given to us by the commander-in chief and by what's passed by Congress uh, and we we don't have a say in in what wars what battles we fought and I think we learned that lesson in Vietnam you know when our generation American generation of Vietnam veterans came back, you know I'm an Iraq veteran younger but you know, I'm named after a guy who gave the ultimate sacrifice in Vietnam. And our nation did not separate the war from the warrior at that time. Uh, and they weren't treated the right way. But I will tell you what, the Vietnam generation has been over backwards to welcome, Mark, you home, me home. Mm-hmm. Our generation, our millions of that served in Iraq and Afghanistan, the longest wars in American history, to say, welcome home, brother. Welcome home, sister. A- and they deserve a ton of gratitude and our respect. And I will never forget the fact that they have saved so many of our generation's lives because they made sure that they were treated the right way, that we separate. Whether you agree with Iraq or not, um, it doesn't matter. The ones who were sent over there were executing the mission given them by our nation, by the political leaders in Washington. And they they have earned our nation's utmost respect. Uh, And so that's how I feel about that. Uh, As you know, I I love, you know— I think it's more political now because we have the least amount of veterans serving in political public service, where in Congress, four out of every five members were, were veterans. Now it's less than one out of every five. And those non-veterans do try to politicize our military sometimes, and it just ticks me off. Uh, but we have to stay you know, steadfast and resolute that it will remain a political or non-political organization or a political organization uh, and just do what's right and just take that oath to support and defend the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic.
1: All right, one more here, non-related to Army-Navy. I did leave out that you're a former congressman from the state of Pennsylvania and and come from the Philadelphia area. How bad do you think the Cowboys are going to win on Sunday?
3: You're killing me, brother. (laughs) The Cowboys, I know, I know what you're saying. I I, I hear you. The Dallas Cowboys have won 17 games in a row. Dak Prescott is looking good. But they haven't gone against the best defensive line in the NFL. Uh, and I don't want to yeah, – Dallas got smoked by San Fran. We got smoked by San Fran. There you go. Last week. But that was the medicine that we needed the right to write the ship, to play by our standards, and our standards are championship-level standards. Uh, we have a great leader, Jalen Hurts. We have great leaders in Brandon Graham on the defensive side. Uh, I feel good going down to AT&T Stadium on Sunday Night Football. Uh, as you know – the toughest duty I ever had wasn't Baghdad, Iraq, with the 82nd Airborne Division. It was being a security guard <laughs> to set up the Eagles in the old veteran Stadium. Yep. Uh, I was I was six one, 130 pound security guard. So yeah. I was very intimidating. I'm about 200 pounds now, I'm ready to roll. But that was before my army training, and right. uh, and now, um, you know, that was good training to go into Baghdad at 138 degree heat with, with, as a paratrooper with the 82nd Airborne Division. But I do feel good about. All right. I really do feel good, about. good uh, stuff. Again, uh,
1: former undersecretary of the army, West Point grad, Patrick Murphy. Uh thank you so much for everything you're doing, sir. Thank you so much for continuing to be the right voice for veterans and, and uh and, and you know, the the pro America stance and, and loving this country again. I certainly appreciate everything you're doing.
3: Well, thank you, brother. I'm proud of you. You keep crushing it, man. And if I could ever be helpful to you, your listeners, you let me know, man.
1: You got it. Again, thanks for the time today, Pat Murphy, uh, former Undersecretary of the Army. All right, we got the rail there. We're going to come back here. Uh, more Army Navy stuff coming on. We'll get back to this MVP conversation as well. It's A to Z Sports Radio, 9290 Game. Sounds like a third grade band practice. It's like no energy. You know, it's just like a bunch of horns just banging around here. Say it with me, anchors away, my nah, boy. It doesn't have the same flair. It doesn't do it for me. You know, kind of boring. You know, but good. That's a Navy fight song. I hope you guys sing first. I hope you guys play a good game. And, you know, a close game. just You can lose by three. I'm totally content with that. Makes me happy. Makes my wallet happy. Makes my bookie unhappy. But nonetheless, we're in good shape. So there's that. Army-Navy coming up today. 3 o'clock. Yeah. Pre-game's going to start at 2 o'clock right here. We'll be with you until 2 o'clock. It's A to Z here on Sports Radio 929 The Game. I'm Mark Zinno. Follow me on Twitter at Mark Zinno. M-A-R-K-Z-I-N-N-O. All right. I had a chance earlier this week to sit down with both football players from Army and Navy uh, and had a chance to talk with Dabo Fofana, junior fullback for Navy, uh, earlier this week. Here it is. Joining us now from the Naval Academy, midshipman, fullback, second-leading rusher on the team, and junior from Coming Georgia, Dabo Fofana joins us here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Dabo, welcome, man. Uh, I know you're pumped up for Saturday. How are you doing? I'm great. Very pumped up. How are you? I'm fantastic. Uh, pride of coming Georgia, baby. Great to have you on here as we're interviewing all uh, the Georgia athletes in the Army-Navy game. 124th installment coming up on Saturday in Foxborough at Gillette Stadium. Uh, I know this is only your second game, but, you know, getting a chance to go to a place like Foxborough and play uh, where Tom Brady
4: was and everything else, what what kind of different feeling do you think that's going to be? Honestly, it's just a blessing. Like, the Army-Navy game is always big, but to have it there, it'll be a nice little change-up from it being in Philly. So, I'm just excited.
1: Yeah. Um, The the Navy football team this year, it's kind of been, you know – win some, lose some, win two, lose two, kind of back and forth. I've really, really struggled to find that consistency this year that you guys have had in years past. I mean, what's really been one of the things that you guys have struggled with throughout the year?
4: Um, Honestly, I would just say, like, consistency. Like, consistently um, executing uh, the game plan, consistently, you know, firing off the ball, being physical. Um, because we're always going to give our 100% effort. That's, that's never wavered, but it's just consistent execution that we have to continue to hammer every day
1: first year head coach brian newberry last year head coach ken and and obviously things are different here what's been something that to you just feels or or looks the most different with newberry at, at coach
4: it just it feels like it it's just a lot more demanded out of us um like you know being all in um you know uh extra work extra film study uh you know just being all in on it and um it's just, more, it's just a lot more focused on the details than it has been in years past.
1: Again, Daba Fofana, uh, Navy fullback, joining us here. Army-Navy game coming up on Saturday. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Uh, I want to ask you about the quarterback position. You guys have sort of had a revolving door due to a variety of different reasons. And I know the triple option is its own sort of beast here. But as you get set for Saturday, you know, um, is there, has it been tough to deal
4: with the fact that you've had so many different signal callers this year? Um. I mean – a little bit, but honestly, only we can only control what we can control. So, uh, it's we're doing our best not to get caught up on that, and you know, just executing what we have to at the fullback position and every other position, despite who's under center. You guys, and I know it's the
1: other side of the ball, have a really good run defense. Uh, what does that say about your team, and, and how effective will it be against
4: Army? Do you think? Uh, it'll be uh, it'll be very effective because that defense—they're always they always come out to play. You know, like. During fall camp, we were going against the ones a lot. Uh, it was hard to get a running game going then, so I can only imagine how uh, Army would they'd fare against it. But um, they've they've uh, kind of carried our offense, like like just looking at it objectively. Like they've they've kind of carried our team, and you know, pitching three shutouts this year, um, hoping for a fourth. It'll, they're definitely good. they're definitely like you know you are definitely the heart right now. And it's our job on offense to be able to back them up when we can. Uh, passing game. Always interesting. You've caught
1: five passes this year. It's, it seems like the team that that has better success in the passing game, if it's not like it's just a flat-out run domination up front, both the, both teams are going to try to take a couple of shots through the air. Uh, you know, that, that mm-hmm. passing game honestly might be the difference in the game here.
4: What is it about you, your offense that makes you feel like you can be successful in the pass game, passing game? We have a lot of speed. Like we got guys like um you know, Brandon Chapman, uh fabian France, Amin Hassan, uh all those guys that are just insanely fast. Uh Tyler Bradley, that we can that we can um, catch him off guard in the air. Um even at receiver we got some speed with Jay. And um yeah, we could we could definitely get them through the air using our speed and just unpredictability, you know, get selling really good run fakes to be able to draw the defense up. He is Dabo Fofana, Navy fullback, joining us here on
1: Sports Radio ninety The game again, Army Navy coming up on Saturday. Uh, kind of quirky that you opened your state, you opened your season in Ireland. Now you finish your your season in New England. Uh, you guys have got a chance to travel the world. Uh, you know, I mean, the experience of playing football at Navy. What's that like?
4: It's it's a blessing. Like I couldn't ask for anything better. Really, uh, just the unique opportunities that we have, the magnitudes of the games we play. Like especially Army Navy, and just going against teams like Notre Dame on a, on a regular basis is, it's awesome. I couldn't ask for anything better.
1: Dava, you were a three sport athlete in high school, at uh, West, West Forsyth. Uh, did you know, know that the, uh, the, the Naval Academy was in your future? How'd you come across it?
4: How'd you, how'd you end up there? Honestly, it wasn't really expected until I started talking to them through recruitment. Um, they, uh, they reached out and then I started looking into it and I felt that it was the best place that I could, you know, academically succeed with what I want to do. And uh, succeed with football, also playing in, you know, big-time games against big-time opponents. Um, yeah, initially, initially the military wasn't something that I wanted to do, but then I came around to liking it. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I'm, I'm curious when you say not something that you, you wanted to do. Like, I mean, was the idea of just being able to go to a place and play? I mean, and then you have to deal with the whole military thing. You knew nothing about it going in, nothing at
4: all, had no family members or anybody? I mean, my grandpa, he uh, served in the Army a little bit, but no, there wasn't really much about the Navy. And I knew a little bit just from, you know, talking to guys through recruitment, but I, I was hit with a lot that I didn't expect. What's, what's been the hardest part about the military life you had to adjust to? Just the vast amount of stuff that you have to, like, handle. Like, they put a lot on your plate, you know. Uh, there's a lot of, like, professional knowledge stuff, um, briefs, all that that you go through. Um, but then just being able to handle it all, uh, and you know, not, not, you know, not whimpering down to the challenge of handling it all, but rising to it.
1: I mean, you, you, you excelled in high school, uh, obviously playing three sports, you had to be very diligent. You had a high GPA and everything. Um, how much of that sort of mentality has, has helped you out while you're at the Naval Academy?
4: Oh, a lot because like Naval Academy is a place for, uh, people who want to achieve who are high achievers. So, Having that mentality in high school, being competitive, um, it helps a lot uh, just because you have a good foundation of it going into a Naval Academy. So even when you're in the face with, uh, you know, things like extremely hard tests, hard classes, uh, all that stuff, you'll be able to handle it.
1: Now, you're only a a junior, so you're going to have another one of these left. What is it like talking to some of the seniors who are playing in their last Army-Navy game? I mean, do they start to get nostalgic? they get emotional
4: about it? What are they saying to you guys as the underclassmen? Oh yeah, they definitely, they definitely get emotional about it. Um, our goal is not to press this game or like be uptight, you know, because we do want to win for the seniors, but like, you know, enjoying it with them, enjoying the moment with them, uh, because we got one last game with them, so appreciating everything and all of that and everything that they've done, uh, for this place because they've given everything to be here. Um, just being appreciative of that, hundred percent. Navy fullback Daba Fofana joining us
1: again. Daba from coming Georgia, went to West Forsyth High School as we talked to all the Georgia athletes in the Army-Navy game here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Just uh, away from football, let's talk about your future uh, at the Naval Academy and, and the Navy itself. You know, down the road, you're going to have to make a decision what specialty you want to go into. Have you figured out what that is yet?
4: Uh, my, right now my goal is to go into the medical corps and hopefully be a physician.
1: Now, do you want to do that on a ship,
4: or you want to do that in what specific area? Or does it matter to you? Hopefully, at a hospital. Hopefully, at a hospital like Walter Reed or something like that, because I, I kind of get motion sick. So maybe <laughs> a ship. Would be the best, Wait a second. But, hold uh, on. Of all the things you didn't know about going into the Navy
1: when you were coming out of high school, motion sickness probably should have at the top of the list.
4: Yeah, but I I could get used to it. <laughs> okay. All right, good. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 not it's not you know paralyzing. Uh,
1: is is I mean. It's crazy now because, again, you know, w- when I was younger and, and in, I was, you didn't know this, we didn't talk about this before the interview, but I'm, I'm in the Army. Shh, don't tell anybody. Um, so no, it's not personal. Trust me, we're all on the same team. But I, I say all that to say, like, I didn't exactly know where I wanted my career to go early on. You know, you, you're going to get commissioned yeah. as an ensign. If you, it, whether you end up in the medical field or not, I mean, is this something that you feel like, you know, um, you want to do for a long time? Or is there, is there a greater path here for you?
4: Um, I mean we're gonna we're gonna see where the Lord takes me. Um, right. I if I if I do medicine I definitely wanna take it, you know, as far as I can. Um but if I if I like hypothetically, you know, go to Marine Corps or something like that, we'll just see. We'll just play play about here because uh I could maybe wanna pursue something else uh after five years or I could love my job so much that I could pursue it for twenty and try and get hit full retirement. So we'll just see we'll see where it takes me. What about
1: being on Navy football has taught you the most about leadership? Just
4: the variety of people that you have that you have to uh, lead. Like, like I'm a position captain, and we have a ton of different personalities in our uh, position room. So, understanding how to handle different people because um, every there's a different thing that makes everyone tick. It's not just unique uh, across. You know, it's just not unique for. Uh, or it's just not one thing for everyone. So uh, understanding that and then just being authentic because people can see if you're being fake, they can see right through you. So uh, just being yourself when you're in that leadership role, whether it is, you know, uh, giving speeches like uh, like X, for example, like he can give really great speeches or um, maybe not saying a lot of words, but just showing it with action, which is the type of leadership that I'm most comfortable with. Well, Dalva,
1: I wish you the best of luck on Saturday. Uh, You represent so much more than just your school. You represent the best of what America has to offer and certainly appreciate you choosing uh, a life of service going forward, whatever that looks like and however it ends. Uh, Continued success going forward. Stay healthy. Again, good luck on Saturday. Uh, My heart is pulling for one side. I won't say what it is, but I will tell you that I'm proud of all you guys. It's great that you guys are all uh, uh, representing the best of what, what America has to offer. So good luck and best of health to you. Thank you. God bless. All right. Navy fullback Dabo Fofana ahead of Army-Navy coming up on Saturday. And coming up next, we'll get back into the NFL discussion. Falcons, MVP, a whole lot more. Stay right here. Final hour of A to Z here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com and the Odyssey app.
0: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio.